welcome everybody to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Uh, we are on the other side of the losing streak. Frankie Cardicelli, how does it feel? Feels pretty good. Uh, it feels a lot better if my my Yankees could win a game though, because they. Jeez, uh, bro. You can't have nice things. No, That's you, what I found is like you really can't. I'm not you specifically, but um, in general, if you're going to be a sports fan, well, unless you're just from Boston, all of or you, something like all that. of you A's and, and Giants fans out there probably had a nice day yesterday because both your teams won and the Kings won. Yep. So uh, me, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a dirty rotten Yankee fan, yeah. and uh, we were five and ten, the worst record in the American League. But it was nice to uh, to have a little nightcap with the Kings because I was kind of thinking, man, well here we go. My my morning team, the Yankees lost night team. Here we go, the Kings. Let's let's get ten straight out of the way. And uh, I was very blown away. Not blown away, but I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at the score, they they won by fourteen points. It, it wasn't really. It never really felt that close. I know that Dallas made a little run at the end there, but from the beginning, it was kind of all Kings. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I mean, the Kings had twenty point leads a couple times throughout the game and and Dallas chipped away at it a couple times. I think it got down to as much as or as little six as points, eight. I yeah, think. six or eight. And uh that's definitely it was for sure, I think, you know, down the stretch in the fourth and and uh late in the third, it was looking like we've all seen where this is going before. Like that was that was gonna be a King's loss for sure. And I don't know. It was just their night, I guess, and they decided. I mean, it didn't help Dallas. I felt like shot terribly, and weirdly, I think we match up pretty well with Dallas. They're kind of. I mean, it's it's no secret that they're a one trick pony, but well, last, um, last night it was all it was a Lucas show. He had twenty points yeah. in the fourth, and uh, I'm looking at the. I remember there was four thirty six left, and Luca had that little step back in the in the key, and uh, at that point, I kind of felt like it was gonna it was a game. Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna come down the stretch here and trade buckets, and uh, after that, just. De'Aaron and the fourth quarter, God himself, Terrence Davis, who for some reason is he he only scored in the second and fourth last night. He must like even numbers. Uh, he he. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah, for sure what it is. Must be even numbers, you know. Uh, Fox and Davis were the, were the guys on the stretch, and uh, HB had a big game last night. It's just it was like you said, one trick pony for for Dallas. They only had Luca. Luca was yeah. dialed in. Uh, I have to look at the box scores. I don't think Kristaps had a very good night. He, you know, he no, got... he was present. I thought, um, but he's. I mean, it's been beaten oh, no. to death. But like he, he's just not the guy he used to. be. I thought Kristaps had a pretty good night, but he, he was three of fourteen. Really? Yeah, he had nine I, points. I thought, I thought he made a pretty so, decent. Pre- I mean, he's obviously. I was going to say he's he's not the guy that that he was a couple years ago. And I think you know that's well surprisingly that been both beaten. of our teams had three players finish with twenty points. Can you name the Kings players that finished with twenty points? Terrence more. Davis, one. De'Aaron Fox, two. Harrison, three. That's it. So three for Dallas now. Three for Dallas. Uh, well, here's the thing. I I know I know two of them. I know Luca did. Um, here's the other one that is just inexcusable to me because I cannot believe Jalen Brunson got twenty. I, I'm looking at it right now, and it. it I I'm the, looking back at the game yesterday because I'm making notes and looking up, and every time I saw him have the ball, it just it just it seemed like he just was, was getting. I wet, will say this scoring. though, dear Fox is disrespect, mad disrespectful to Jalen Brunson when he he backed him down two straight possessions, bro. When have we seen De'Aaron if in the post like that? Dear Fox is feels like confident enough that he's like, oh yeah, I can I can back him down. Then you're tiny, and I mean, good on Jalen. He for sure did. He for sure did not take well, kindly to that. But when uh, did we see? When have we ever seen De'Aaron get in the never. post like oh, that? Never. That aggressively. Never. And it's like, oh, De'Aaron Fox is putting you in the post. I and mean, he shouldn't have that kind of confidence unless it's against the Jalen Brunson because De'Aaron's got to be, you know, in in the, you know, 
bottom, I don't know, two percentile of, of league weight. Yeah, De'Aaron last night had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven baskets in the paint. A couple of those, of course, are lay-ins or, or dunks or, or you know what have you. But uh, I'd say at least two or three of those were were post-ups that he just went Wild. right to the rack. Wild. On Who's the other one? Is it Dory Finney-Smith or Finney something? Smith, yep, exactly. So the, it was Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, and, I and Luka. I also, so. like, I mean... I could go all on all day about Dallas's roster. I am not a fan of it at no, all. I'm I just, not either. It's very, um, in a way, I kind of want to compare them, and you're not going to get this reference, but they're like uh, PSG soccer. They have, uh, maybe you've heard of Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. So like three or four times a game, I like to say PSG runs this play called The Play, where it's really you just kick the ball as far forward as you can and let Mbappe run because he's faster than everybody get it and score. And it works. It works like two times a game, and that's how PSG scores. Um, but they also have Neymar, but uh, I digress. Anyways, <laughs> I, th- they remind me a lot of Dallas where it's just like they have nobody, and then they have Luka, and, and Luka and, gets and them. Hobbs, like occasionally. Occasionally, and, you know, let's let's not put disrespect on Tim Hardaway Jr., who's – Who's my favorite player in the league? You are very big on him, and, and Tim's that, the guy. Bro. That's been the one, like the the Buddy Heald rumor we were talking about, where Tim that's is the one guy. That I think I like that one the most too, where it brought back Tim because I think he's under contract for one more year, I think, or maybe he's a free agent. I don't Get know. that man! All but, all you need to do is watch uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. against Dion Waiters in the uh, rookie sophomore game. Who would you rather have right now, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. or Ben McLemore? That is so <laughs> disrespectful. Tim, <laughs> I'm I, kidding. I don't I'm even kidding. need to go there. I'm kidding. But ben, give, put some respect on Ben, though. He's been playing well. He is. But the thing is, Ben just is what he is. And, like, I mean, he's he's what Buddy Heald has become pretty much, where it's just he's going to come in. He's going to take 10 threes. If he makes four of them, then it's great because he's shooting 40%. But he's also only shooting those 10 threes. Well, while we're on the subject and, of you know, Buddy. perfectly fine. While we're talking about Buddy Heald, I guess, just kind of a little transition into Buddy. Uh, rough night last night. He was 1 of 5 from the field. 0 of 4 from 3. That three-point streak is, you know, they've got to start a new one now. I think it was probably like at 11 or 12 right now. But uh, two points. He, over his last five, I believe he's averaging, let's see. I mean, let's go look. He had two points last night. He had a really good game against Phoenix, and then he had 19, 19, 15. I mean, he's been pretty consistent for the yeah. most part, but you look at kind of the way he played last night and you look at how kind of a player like Terrence Davis was as well and the contributions he makes, is it kind of – and I'm not going to say Terrence Davis is as good as Buddy Heald or can shoot as good as Buddy Heald as well as Buddy Heald, but – Is the writing on the wall, They're kind of – they're. Do you think that maybe Terrence is a potential Buddy yeah. Heald cheap replacement? It just – they going? have such a similar play style, whereas – they it is very similar. They do a little too much on offense sometimes. Where Buddy's a little overly ambitious with the shot. Uh, they they get really hot. They have hot streaks. Where yep. like we saw last night, Terrence Davis. I think he had twenty seven a couple weeks ago. He has twenty three tonight uh, or last, last night. night. And Buddy, same thing. You know, he drops to twenty four last game, and then last night two spot. So I will th- say I've liked how Buddy. You know, he we all know he's a shooter, but he hasn't been forcing a shot. Which I, I will say, you know, he he's been more than willing to make the right play, right pass, instead of definitely when he's when he is in rhythm with his shot, he's going to he's gonna chuck him up and we've seen that. But I, I think recently, um, you know, even with his low point totals, he hasn't been like, all right, when is it my time? No, so uh, Buddy's actually over his last seven games, uh he's he's played very well. He's shooting forty percent from the three point line. He's averaging sixteen point six points per game, four boards, almost three assists, and a steal. He he's definitely making an impact, and I'm not trying to say Buddy's playing poorly. He had a bad game last night, but he's been playing well overall. 
I just I'm watching what Terrence Davis is doing and how he is kind of spotty, but when he's hot, he's really locked in, kind of how Buddy is, and he can be a you know he could be a volume scorer for sure. He has that potential. Uh, it, it just seems like that's the reason why off the court issues aside and just talent based only, that's the reason yeah. why the Kings are kind of not maybe commit not not committing officially, but he is restricted. I would imagine they're going to try to keep him this off season. I don't know if anyone else is going to try to really pull him from the Kings. Uh, he's only making a million dollars this year. He'll probably get signed for make a three year deal for eight million or something like that this offseason. I'd imagine. Maybe yeah, 10 I mean, million. if he was clearly made, I don't know if the Kings specifically sought him out or if he was just known to be available at the deadline. Point is, he didn't go well, for very much. His so value I think, dropped. For yeah, sure. I think if, if a team wanted him, they would have taken a risk on him. Granted, you know, if he continues to put up twenty point games off the bench. He might he might get some interest. It just seems to me like that might be a reason why they made that move because it definitely he's young, up. he's controllable, buddy. I'm, it's not a surprise that they're going to try to move him this off season, and this keeps a guy that's kind of a three and he. I can't I can't know if I call him a three and D. Uh, he's averaging zero point seven steals. Terrence Davis is, but um, since joining the Kings, Davis is averaging nine points per game. Uh, he's pulling down two point three rebounds per game. He's shooting thirty seven percent from the three point line, forty four percent from the field. Arguably, yeah. he's a better shooter than Buddy from the field overall because Buddy's shooting probably think, 42 from the field, yeah. if I can look here. I mean, uh, and he's 40. pretty athletic, and he uses – I mean, we saw it last night against Dallas where he had that layup that he did look like the uh, like Michael Jordan jump man. And, you know, Buddy doesn't have that kind of game, but that's always been a huge weak part of Buddy's game is attacking the He rim. can't go to the rack, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's just one thing I've, I've been thinking about. It's interesting. Is, it's definitely something to keep note on because, like you said, I think it's no secret that Buddy Heald is going to be on the market this offseason. And and uh, the Kings, I think Terrence Davis, like you're saying, is is very – his uh, his style of play is very comparable to Buddy Heald. Like it's it really is like a Buddy Heald light. Because like those backup – that backup combo of Wright and Davis isn't bad. I, I'm okay with it. And yeah, I, I, I think, don't think that's again, really like, the problem. I think for... I said last week, like I've been Delon's struggle. He he had a couple good games, but even I I, I think Delon still got another level of of comfortability to reach before he, we really see uh, how how good of a player he is. And it's been pretty disappointing to me because you know he he's it's not the first time he's been traded mid season. He's been on uh, three or four different teams already. I kind of expected him to be fully well, prepared to come in and be ready. Uh, and adjust pretty quickly, and he's he's taken the longest of all of them, as you see. You know, Mo Harkless hasn't been anything sensational, but Mo has given them really, really good minutes, um, and done things that you know the Kings haven't had a, a a long, versatile player like him in a while. Well, for a minute, when in in Jill Adge, shout out Jill Adge, uh, she pointed us out on Twitter to me uh, during the game the other night that his minutes were kind of sporadic over the over the first. Talking about it. DeLon? Yeah, so he came to Sacramento and he played a couple 20s back-to-back, and then it goes down to 19, back up to 21, down to 8 minutes against uh, Utah, then the 22, back down to 15, then the last two games he's played over 25 minutes in each game, and I think it just kind of, maybe Luke's going off matchups, but uh, that three-game span from from Utah to Washington, it just went from 8 up to 22, back down to 15. That's kind of like a large jump and decrease in minutes. Yeah, it is. I mean, if I, I don't know if I would read too much into that, but I mean, I, it is what it is. Yeah, I think that to me, I can't really remember. I'd have to. I mean, I'm not going to go back. Well, and that I, but I, I, that kind of to me just feels like. I mean, if he's playing well, because I mean, he hadn't been playing well before. 
And if he's not playing well, kind of like, hey, maybe we don't keep going back to him. And maybe he, he misses out on one of his rotations. Yeah, and in the uh, the loss against Utah, he didn't even take a field goal attempt. He had one rebound, one assist, and no points. And then the other game where he played 15 minutes against uh, Washington, 0-2 from the field, no points, one assist, one steal. Like he, he, yeah, I mean, again, yeah, if he's if he's just not out there producing, you can't. It's just not, you know, how how much, how many more times can you just throw him yeah. out there and expect and him? Tyrese, please go figure it out. We know that, exactly. We know Tyrese is on the bench and he he's very able to run the offense. And uh, you and it's unfortunate because I mean, it, we as we know, it'd be a lot better, I think, for the team if Tyrese were in the starting lineup. Well, you move Buddy back, and, which brings me back to yeah. the to the Terrence Davis thing. Is that I think he's such a similar kind of type of player that Buddy is that I think maybe the plan long term is going to be. Because Delon Wright's under contract, unless the Kings flip him, uh, Wright is a restricted free agent. I'm assuming that Monty's going to want to keep him. I, I'm guessing. I mean, he, they could let him go and renounce him, let him leave. But uh, you you keep a player that's like Buddy and Wright, trade away Buddy uh, or in, in Davis, excuse me. Wright, the last two games, that showed you the kind of player he can be: 16 points, four mm. rebounds, four assists, uh, four steals against, uh, or one steal against Phoenix. And last night he had 13, five and three, and two yeah. steals. Like that's the kind of player that you want. And you for you sure. wanted to trade for uh, next year. Tyrese move up to the starting lineup. Your two guards are Wright and, uh, Wright and, Davis. and Davis. So that's that's fine. Uh, obviously, it was it was nice that Monty made that move to pick up Wright at the very least because Corey Joseph was going to be gone. And Kings need a backup point guard. It wasn't going to be Kojo. They weren't going to keep him for $12 million next year. Uh, the free agent market isn't looking too great for next season. I think on backup guards, I have to check again. Uh, but I'm happy with the moves. The bench has not been the problem lately, in my opinion. Uh, the whole team's been the problem, truthfully. There's not really any. Like, cause people are always asking, what's going oh, wrong? Oh, yeah. Like, what's, what's wrong? the issue? What's, yeah. They want to point at something. I have no like, idea. I don't think anyone really knows. I just, at this point, I mean, this late in the season, it's you just got to say, it's like, hey, man, this collection of guys just doesn't doesn't add up. Like, well, I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not. And Dave asked this question, Carmichael Dave did on, on uh, Twitter. If the Kings were to fire Luke Walton today, will any positives come from the last 15 games of the season? Because I truthfully, again, I think we've talked about this already, and sorry for beating, for beating a dead horse, but uh, is Luke Walton going to be the long-term head coach of the Sacramento Kings? I don't think so, but if you fire him today, what is that really going to change? The roster is still the roster. You can play Woodard here and there. I think he was hurt last night, but you can play Ramsey. You can play those young guys. We'll keep losing. We'll, see, we'll watch the guys play minutes, but... Um, I it just, think just at this ends point, the season. I mean, to end, me, like, yeah. there's no way De'Aaron Fox or Sean Holmes, Harrison Barnes probably still would because I'm not saying, you know, Harrison Barnes is the most professional of all those guys, but, you know, Harrison would probably still play out there. But I just think a lot of those guys would just be like, well, this season's over and time to time to get my body right and make mm-hmm. sure I'm ready for next season. And especially, think, yeah. No, well, no, I'm just, I think we're going to get to that point pretty soon here. They're, they're, they're yeah. five out, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. As, if if they continue left. to lose, I mean, here's so, the problem, though, is they have this back-to-back this, against Minnesota. And look, I mean, again, we you, said can, you can never, ever say that, you know, the Kings – are allegedly better or or have an advantage against the team, but you know if if two bad teams are going at it, one of them's got to be better. And and I would like to think the Kings are the better of the Minnesota um and of, of so Minnesota. And here's them. here's my issue. Like, and this is the issue with the team. I think like last night's win was fun, and I know a couple people that 
I want the Kings. I mean, again, I want the Kings to get a good draft pick too, as much as anybody. I do. And winning last night, I think I think it was a uh, Will from from Kings Herald was saying, or no, it was uh, it was uh, Tim Maxwell giving out these free plugs. Plug plugging all you guys. Uh, come on the show this summer. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have some guests this summer. Um, he said that come he wasn't mad about the the Kings winning with Fox going at Luca in the fourth because that was super exciting. Yep. But you think about how they won last night and. Is it possible that turns into a three-game winning streak? Of course it's possible, but also it's possible they lose the next two. But uh, I feel better about facing Minnesota at home in front of our fans for the first time in a year and a half. That's another uh, thing, too. A year and a month. And uh, I'm looking at Golden State here. They have Philadelphia coming up. They have Washington, Denver, Sacramento, Dallas. Like, their schedule isn't looking too easy coming up. It, it just it sucks because the Kings aren't going to – sit these guys until they're out of it mathematically, I don't think. At that point, they're going to say, okay, De'Aaron, don't get hurt for nothing. Rest. Rashawn, you're already hurt. Sit out the rest of the season. Harrison, let's get let's let Woodard just play 25 minutes a game. The Kings are not going to make the plan. They're not going to make the playoffs. The problem is the front office and probably don't the ownership, that. they're not going to want the Kings away wave the white flag until they're absolutely out of it because money talks and what is making the plan going to get that is going to bring in more money. It's going to bring in, it's going to bring in those, those playoff they need dollars. Those, yeah. I mean, they're not going to get any home playing games, but I'm no. sure they get some sort of revenue for being in the game. Well, if they get the nine seed. I think they do, don't they? Oh, no, they, they would play. It would uh, be seven if, plays 10. Yeah. If they eight, get the nine seed, then yeah, they well, it'd be get seven, seven plays 10. And then I think they'd be, no, on, it's, it's seven verse eight. And then winner of seven, eight is the seven. Loser Eight. plays in the winner of nine ten. Exactly. That's right. So the Kings are nine. They would host one. Yep. And is that going to happen? No. 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 It's not going to happen. The Kings are not making the plan. Everybody. Uh, and if, I'm and if wrong, they do, we're going to be really sad. I would love to be wrong. I mean, I, love I mean, to be not wrong. sad about the fact that they won, but just like, man, it's going to. It's just looking forward to that. Is if they I, win, I can't. I, I'm not looking forward to getting my hopes up. It, no, I'm me either. And I'm not going to. It's just it's going to piss me I off. I mean, I would. I mean, I'm not going to get my hopes up. But I, like, if we're in the tournament, I'm. I'm not going to not be excited. No, I'll be for excited. The it's just I don't think it's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is, and I, I would almost put money on it and guarantee it. They're going to win like the next two in a row, and then they're just going to lose four in a row. Then they're going to win one more. Then they're gonna, they're just going to finish with the 11th, 12th pick again. That, I mean, that's what history has told us so far. And, again, I, I would hate to say that the Kings should be better than any team, but they do have a couple, I think, a couple OKC games. They have, yeah. um, you know, a couple uh, a couple Timberwolves games. They have a Warriors game. They've got some some games that could gain them some the, ground. The only, truthfully, the, truthfully, the only games coming up where I'm like, oh, that's probably going to be a loss. April 30th, they play the Lakers because um, LeBron and AD should be back by then. Oh, you, no, they're going to come back that game. You haven't heard? Yeah. yeah oh, I'm no, sure it'll be back on the yeah, LeBron called me, and he said. Then they, then they get Utah game, twice, sure. and then they play Indiana. And Indiana's kind of a crapshoot this year. It's just it's very scary to me because they were losing 10 in a row. It seemed like they are on a pretty good path to getting a top-five pick, and that makes me happy. That makes Kings fans happy. But this team does not li- like to go either direction. They don't like to go up. or d- They like to stay right in the middle, and they're going to try to finish 12th or 13th in the, in the lottery, in my opinion. And it's really going to suck because we're going to get nothing. I mean, who knows? Tyrese was 12th this year. Maybe we, we someone falls again. Um, I'm not saying a 12th pick in the draft or 13th pick can't be valuable, but uh, it's just crazy how much things could change if they win one or both of the next two games because what if what if Golden State loses to Philly tonight and then they lose again to Washington and we win both of these games? Then what? We're, we're two and a half, three out with 
13 games left? That's just that's a bummer. I mean, also again, like if I, I if you're comparing talent, I'm going to say the Kings have I mean, not Steph Curry, obviously not top-level talent, but the Kings should be a, a record-wise better than the Warriors by the end of the season, I well, would think. They've lost they've lost uh well they are they're pretty hot for a minute. They won 3 in a row and then they lost to the Celtics. I mean, in Steph a close Curry game. is also going Steph Curry is going inferno. Insane right and now. And he must be in bubble wrap because if he gets if if he's out, they're they're well, that's what done. I'm saying. I mean, like, I, th- I think at some point it's going to get. I mean, James, James Wiseman ha- is is out for the rest of the season for them. If they, it comes to the same argument that I've given the Kings. Like, what is going to be the point of getting Steph Curry into that play in tournament? Sweet like, Jesus. you might win the play in tournament, maybe, but I, and then there's I don't know. Steph Curry would have to. Maybe I'm. There's probably a bunch of Warrior fans. There's probably no Kings fans who are saying I'm slept on Steph. But I, no. I think I just think there's not much value in. I, 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 I essentially I see the Warriors bailing out before the Kings do. Well, you look at Steph. That's what I would think. Steph's I mean, last one. The Jesus Warriors Christ. generally would be a smarter organization. You know what as well. Steph Curry's averaging over his last ten games? Forty points a game. That's ridiculous. Yes. I think That's it's like thirty nine point three or something like that. Fifty four percent from the field, almost fifty percent from three point range. Yeah, man. If 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 he gets one thing, it's a wrap. And I hope he doesn't because I I truthfully would it's rather the great Kings to see. Yeah, I'd rather the Kings get a <laughs> and he better would be draft doing pick. us a service exactly. Yeah, I'd rather the Kings get a draft pick at this point. Plan would be fun, but it's not fun because that is not making the playoffs. That's not making the actual playoffs. As in our drought, and then the Kings get two piece or swept or whatever. One piece, whatever you want to whatever call it, it like, is. <laughs> they're done. So we'll see how what happens next two games. I, it's just if they win both, Kings fans are going to be in such a really a tough spot again because if the Warriors don't take care of business the next two games and the Kings have to somehow win the next two games, here we are again. Now, of course, the Kings are the Kings. They lost a bunch of games over that ten game, nine game losing streak that they should have won. There's no reason why they wouldn't lose tomorrow and Wednesday. They might just get their asses kicked the next two games and make it easy for us, but. Um, the, the the point about having people sit out or, or guys, it's not going to happen until they're mathematically out of it. If there's seven out with like nine or ten games left, yeah, we could see De'Aaron maybe rest the, next, the rest of the season because God forbid he gets hurt at the end of the year. I knocked on wood for you guys. And that's just not really the goal right now in my opinion. The goal is not the plan anymore. It was nine games ago when they were on a five-game winning streak, but I don't think anybody's focusing on that anymore. And if they are... It's not really the best thing to be focusing on right now. It, I think the, I mean, you said it. I think the organization is is still fully, fully tilted on on going to the play in, and uh, and I mean, yeah, and, until until we can't make it, they're gonna they're gonna keep trying to fight for it. Because you look at the standings right now. I think we're behind. I think it's tied. So we are currently. As of today, we're 23-34. Yikes. Uh, we are five games back of both the 9 and 10 spots. That's that's a lot to come back from. Five games in the NBA is so much to come back from. And uh, that's behind San Antonio and the Warriors. We play the, the, the Warriors and Spurs in like oh, – we play the Warriors this weekend on Sunday, and we play the Spurs next week or in two weeks. So um, where, where will the Kings be come Sunday and on that game two weeks? I don't know. I will just go ahead and, and – Take a wild prediction that we are not going to be within arm's reach. Five back is a lot. The Kings have net, the Kings have to win five in a row again. And is that going to happen after the way the Kings have been playing? I would say hell no. 
Um, well, if you go off trends, that's exactly what's about to happen. So, which is also a, a funny like reality that I, I can't ignore that possibility. Like that's the reality of the situation. Is this team is streaky? Like, speaking and of, I mean, what would <laughs> the five game winning streak that they could go on would be Dallas back to back against the Timberwolves at the Warriors and then against Dallas again. Hey. I'm not going to count anything out. It, it's it's unfortunate that we Mark are in this Stein position. has hashtag this league. I'm going to start hashtag this, this team. League, this team, yeah. <laughs> look at their their schedule, and if you're listening, just go look at the Kings' schedule and just look at all the win loss streaks. It's just it's ridiculous. It, I've never seen it happen before at the Kings. I don't think. Obviously, two nine game losing streaks has never happened in the history of the Kings being in Sacramento. They have never lost nine games in a row twice in one season. Uh, so that's been fun. Masterclass. And then I believe they have a four-game winning streak and a five-game winning streak. So what? Wow. Does it make sense? You know what? No. Um, this is – sorry to just, like, make a random left turn here. No, I'm kind of ranting at uh, this point. Last night during the broadcast, they brought it up, and I feel like we don't mention it enough just as Kings fans. We really got Harrison Barnes for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. Like, I understand money is a – like yeah, money was a big away. motivating factor, but like, what is that about? Well, he was expiring, I believe. Yeah, and it was, but it was like Harrison what, was twenty a, million or something like that. He was an expiring contract, yeah. and yeah. I think that, that was the year that, that was the year that Dallas didn't make the playoffs. I believe I think it was Luca's second season, right? Uh, that was Luca's uh, second season, yes, because. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the first season he played with Dirk. It is interesting because Justin James, or uh, Justin, Justin James, Justin, uh, the other JJ, uh, he's not in the league anymore. He was released. and He was released by OKC? Yep, he was released. Um, yeah, I was never the uh, biggest <sighs> Justin he was our Jackson um, bandwagon guy. He was our know? starting small forward for like a while. He was. They definitely shoehorned him in there. Which when is he crazy. did uh, not deserve it. HB, a little love to HB. He actually has picked it up lately. He is back up to uh, 50% from the field in the season and 37% from three, almost 16 points per game. Um, played really well last night. Probably had a little chip on his shoulder because of you know how Dallas did trade him. That was kind of dirty mm-hmm. in the middle of that game. That one time there was always that image of him on the bench. Yeah. So uh, that was rough, but good for HB. Um, I think I have one more thing I want to talk about, really, until we, we get to our little mini awards. Uh Tyrese had a pretty good game against Phoenix, but do you think overall he's hit a rookie wall a little bit? I think he was asked this on a podcast. He was. He was asked on the, uh, what is JJ? Uh, the, the JJ Redick old, old podcast. Man, old, old Man and the Three, three yeah. which is, JJ, we got to have a conversation. I don't know what that's about. Um, it must be a reference that I'm missing. Maybe he's old? I don't know. I mean, he's not that old. He's like 36, 37. Is that old? I don't know. No, it's not. I, I won't listen. speak to that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I no, won't it's speak not. to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Ty- I'm trying to think what Tyree said. I think he it was his injury um, that he kind of blamed, not blamed, but but put uh, put the blame on <laughs> for why he's been struggling. But I think for right now, it's kind of the inconsistent role. I mean, he thought he was entering the starting lineup, getting uh, like starting really his career where uh, he was going to start learning how to play alongside De'Aaron Fox and kind of. Really start to uh, to figure out how how that will uh, how that will adjust his game, and then now he's back on the bench, being asked 
to run the second team, which is a completely different role. Uh, there's different, you know, we see now, you know, Tyrese was throwing lobs all day to Chemezi Metu and, and you know, finding Terrence. He, he's just more of a facilitator when he's asked to, to run with that bench crew. So I think it's just kind of that, where it's like he's trying to – He's trying to advance, you know, become a starter. Like I said, start the rest of his career where he's going to be learning beside, uh, alongside De'Aaron Fox. But he's also at the same time being held back and being told like, okay, we, we know you can do this. We know you're good at this. Can you just do this for us now? Because like we mentioned earlier, you know, they can't move Buddy to the bench and all this stuff. Well, they could, but uh, there's yeah. that, that soundbite we talked about last week. Exactly. How, uh, in Sam Amick's article, how – but he was like, you're okay with being you're moved okay to the bench? The... And Tyrese was like, yeah, for sure, as yeah. long as Helping it's the team. for yeah, winning purposes. Coming off the bench does not make you any less of a player. No. And uh, Tyrese understands that. Buddy, I don't think he really understands that because yeah. uh, he has no interest in doing it, which is so strange to me. I don't, I don't really understand that. It's just a pride He's thing. And I mean, minutes. like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too far into why I really think it is. But, like, I just I, – I, if I had to guess, it's just – a mentality thing from when you're a kid of just on the bench. if you're especially if you're the best player I mean he's from the Bahamas like he was the best player in the Bahamas for his entire life yeah. you know he was the prodigy of Bahamas I'm sure and, and he, uh, you know he, he and Aiden he was a little before Aiden yeah 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 I mean we don't we need to see the birth certificates for us to figure out how old Buddy Hill really is yeah uh, how how long before <laughs> Aiden Aiden could be 26 bro we for all we know uh, <laughs> with that beard he looks like he's like 30 no comment um Point is, I just think he's always been the best player, and it's tough when you tell the best player that you're now coming off the bench. Especially, you know, when he was at Oklahoma, he kind of already had to do this, where he came in as a freshman, didn't play, and then eventually worked his way up through the years to eventually become the the sensation. Exactly. So he, in his eyes, he's already done all the work. He is a starter. Got paid. Exactly. He's making starter money. in In his mind, I'm sure it's a regression. And also he has those incentives he wants to reach. And I think he also maybe thinks, oh, I'm not going to be able to hit this many threes or get these accolades if I'm on the bench. And it's kind of like, well, I don't know if you're going to get them anyway, but maybe help your team in the process. That, yeah. That's not the worst thing in the world to help your team. Uh, but Tyrese, over his last nine games, he's had a little bit of a rookie wall. Uh, he had, his, his shooting has regressed all over the place, even from the free throw line. Uh, nine games. Great. 40, that's 40%. What that's what we need. We need more missed free throws. Yeah, he's seventy percent from the line the past nine games. That's awesome. Um, nine Fantastic. points per game, five assists, which is good, but forty uh, percent from the field, thirty-two percent from three-point line. So it's it's a little bit of a wall. His season numbers are still look they look great. He's averaging almost thirteen a game, three rebounds, five assists, forty-seven from the field, uh, over forty-one percent from three-point line. Hey. He's still probably, in my opinion, the leading candidate for Rookie of the Year. Or do you think Anthony's think so. passing him up? I still feel like Lamelo Ball is going to get it. I, I don't really know if he can. do. I really do. Like, they didn't give it to Embiid for the same reason. Why would they give it to Lamelo? I just think nobody else has shined. Like, I, I Lamelo's played forty-one games in Embiid's rookie season. I think he played thirty, so maybe they could. I mean, he's, who won it? Who uh, thirty-eight? Who, who oh, no, won Embiid's rookie year? Uh, when he was Brogdon. Brogdon. See, that's very that's not very sexy at all. Malcolm no. Brogdon obviously um, ended up being for a great reference, talent, but I think it's almost well. No, it, Embiid played thirty one his rookie season. Ball has played forty one, so it's close. I, my more like I I think it's more against Tyrese and Anthony Edwards than it is for Lamelo Ball. My argument, I think. 
Tyrese just isn't sexy enough. Like he's got, I think, thirteen points a game, four or five assists. Um, you know, he's he's a kind of he's a gamer. I mean, he's he's not going to dunk on people. His three point percentage is very nice. It's something that you can point out, but. On the opposite end, Anthony Edwards is incredibly inefficient, but has the numbers. Yeah, he's making that headlines too. Yeah, exactly. Like the A Rod thing. Exactly. So, who's that? If I had to guess, I guess I would put it Anthony Edwards above Tyrese. But I, at the end of the day, I just think Lamelo is going to get it. I, I really feel do. like the, I could be. I could definitely be wrong. And I feel like the media and, loves uh, Tyrese. Though the media is very big on him. The na- the national media. Yeah, they do. He's a darling, but at the same time, like they also don't want to be wrong. With the pick, like they don't. The last thing writers want is another Michael Carter Williams, where it's like, oh, like maybe we shouldn't well, have given it thing, to though. that guy. Michael Carter Williams was putting up big numbers and he shot like garbage <laughs> from the field. And that's kind of what Anthony Edwards is doing. He's under thirty nine, under forty percent from yeah. the field and thirty two from three. Yeah. I think Anthony, but I think Edwards is up at like nineteen points a game. Eighteen, yeah. But I mean, R.J. Barrett kind of was doing a similar thing as Ricky, or wasn't he? Like bad percentages, high points. Yeah. But he didn't have John Morant and Zion to take votes from. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I, again, I think that's where Lamelo kind of stands out. Is just like I think he kind of wins by default. Where it's, I could be wrong, and you you could be totally right. Where the 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 no, media just ends up loving Tyrese. Because, I'm being a little biased. No, I think Tyrese has the numbers, and I mean, if you show the percentages to go along with it, like you could definitely, you know, there's per thirty six, which would project, I'm sure, Tyrese to have better numbers than those guys because you know he, if he were to play more minutes get more shots more stats all that stuff um per 36 tyrese halliburton 15 points per game uh 3.7 rebounds six assists 1.6 steals i mean yeah that's that's, that's definitely for sure that's, that's like mike conley from three yeah. years ago numbers on yeah. the grit and grind grizzlies so um yeah but Lamelo also has some very good again it comes it's just Lamella, gonna it's going to come down to if they view forty one games as enough that's what it is because the rookie of the year is Lamelo ball Lamelo ball he should led be. all the highlights he, he led the the narrative he's, he's the best made, rookie. he made Charlotte fun i mean everyone has i mean ever since he's been out they're still as pumping now, out all those loud loud commentary hype as of now he's the best rookie he's the best rookie he is. He is right yeah. now, so he deserves it, but will he get it? Uh, writers are kind of stingy about that kind of stuff. They wouldn't give it to Embiid. Yeah. Had was a monster in his rookie season. He averaged twenty and seven. His rookie se- every night was. Exciting I will say though, him. part of that is Joel's narrative though, because going into it, he, he missed, missed two full seasons, missed seasons. Yeah. and so they're like, "This guy can't stay healthy. We don't want to give it to a guy who's going to be Greg Oden out of the league in two years." Well, maybe the Kings, if they are mathematically out, you can see that push where, where they bench De'Aaron and let Tyrese get those thirty-eight. That minutes would per for game. sure help. I mean, if if Tyrese can get it up to get it up to like fourteen, fifteen a game. Uh, by the end of the season, not per thirty six, like which you can't. I he's still can a little selective on his shots. Like I, there's a lot of th- times I see on Twitter, people are are saying how he needs to shoot more, and I agree. He, For sure, there, there's a lot of shots he passes up, and uh, he is. But like that's a, also what makes him him. Like he's a he, does, he just yeah. he plays with what's in front of him, and you know, for sure, he could be more aggressive and look for a shot more, but. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to trying to find the better. No, me either. Like, the passes he makes are usually pretty good shots. Yeah. But there's sometimes where he will pass up an open three and, and give it to uh, give it to someone and you know pass it, swing it to De'Aaron or Buddy. Uh, Gonzaga, yeah. 
It's also, but that's the kind of stuff that'll come with age as well. Like as he gains confidence, as he right. feels like someone's probably like, "Why did you say Gonzaga?" Jalen Suggs entered the draft, and then Gonzaga also got them also one. Got, they yeah, got them one Okay, sorry, group, some I can't check, remember his name, yeah. but Holmgren, good, I think. Good for Gonzaga. They'll, yeah. they'll still lose. Go on, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of lost my train of thought. But no, is. I mean, it's just the long story short. Tyrese is going to be fine. Hit a rookie wall. It happens to everybody. No one's immune to it. Um, last player note. How about Hassan Whiteside? Back-to-back double-doubles. How about him? How about uh, him? And I think he looked good last night. I mean, he, he for the first half of the game, was really, I feel like, when he feels inclined to use his body and really throw it around against smaller – like, he was killing Chris Stapps last night. He yeah, knew Chris he could, have a hard If he time. gets the ball in the paint, it's a wrap. He can back him down. He can get any rebound he wants. And when he's locked in like that – that's, I think, I mean, that's probably the white side that they saw in Miami. Yeah. Um, that they saw a little bit in Portland. I think the reason why we ended up getting him from, you know, Portland is because he does have a lot of nights like we've seen where he should and, be doing that. Let's every not night. forget, he's also 31. Like, yeah. he's, he should probably look a little bit more fluid than he does. Yeah, not many. Bigs no, no, in the again, NBA. I, I really, I just realized I turned this into an anti white side rant. No. Hassan's played very well, and like, I think uh, he's been a. Big part. I shouldn't say he's been a big part in winning because the Kings haven't won except for the except for last night. He helped but last night. He, he did, definitely he, he helped took last Chris night. Out of the game, and he has been he's helped ease the blow of Rashawn. Yeah, and hopefully Rashawn can come back in the next couple of days. I mean, I haven't looked at the injury report for tomorrow. I don't know if the Kings have even listed him as uh, what his status is going to be yet. I can check that before we wrap things up. Um, but Hassan, he's done his job. He's gotten rebounds. He's he's scored. I mean, if he can get us ten and ten a night from the beginning, that's all I've wanted. Really, is ten and ten a night. Get a couple blocks. Don't just stand there and be a statue. Oh, he's going to do that too. Don't Ste- worry about that. Step out and, and contest a little bit on those jumpers, which he for some reason no, he, does not like to do. Yeah. And he doesn't like to contest um, any. He really only contests things that he really feels like yeah. he can block. No chase downs. Uh, good for him. Anyways, that's <laughs> all I got about anything else. Uh, no, that's it for me. Um, do you want to do awards? Let's do awards. Let's do some mini. Let's do some Jalen Brunson sized awards. Jalen Brunson sized awards. Yeah, some, some Jalen Brunson sized. Real quick, sized. really tiny awards. Do you have the same King of the Week? It's the same one every King week. King of the Week. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, De- I'm not trying the, to. The De'Aaron Fox of the Week. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. It's the De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Bro, you said his name earlier, and I wanted no. No one needs to know what that De'Aaron is. It's, Fox. It's the De'Aaron Fox award. Award. Um, yeah, the De'Aaron Fox Award goes been to De'Aaron Fox. Uh, been an absolute monster. Uh, has really shown. I mean, I I am so excited for next season to see where he ends up falling in in his stats. I think there's a real chance next season we could see him at like 27 and eight a game. Uh, and again, like just the things that he's added. I think uh, we've seen him take probably too many threes, too many jump shots in general this season. But I think. At the end of the day, that stuff's going to pay off, and that stuff's all those shots are going to start going in at a lot higher rate. And uh, I mean, yeah, just his moves look great. He's getting to the basket with ease. He's getting to the line like it's nothing. Again, I mean, we saw last night free he made throws. his free throws, but he's over seventy percent, over seventy three percent. The last if next uh, season he can games. get his free throw percentage at eighty percent, near eighty percent, seventy eight. It'll be score. easy, and yeah. I think. Uh, Along with the progression of Tyrese Halliburton, you know we don't need to get into projecting too much, but I I think you go into next season feeling pretty good about yeah. what you have in the backcourt at least. I feel, I feel great, very if, solid. 
if De'Aaron's going to keep playing this way, and which is at a star level, I mean, it's beyond an all-star level. He's he's one of the leading scorers in the entire league. I believe he's in the top ten. Uh, he's also averaging seven assists per game, which I think is probably in the top ten as well. I have to check. Uh, but he's been shooting way better from the free throw line. He's up to you know he's up to seventy one percent in the season now. He's jumped from <laughs> that's great. He's, he's jumped from sixty eight, like sixty seven. Like that. I think, yeah. to, he, but that's that's pretty significant. I mean, he he has jumped pretty pretty quick in my opinion. Uh, it's just last night we we saw him close, and he is the leading scorer in the fourth quarter in the entire NBA. No one has scored more points than De'Aaron in the fourth this year. And uh, you know, last night we saw why Luca great fourth quarter, but De'Aaron he scored less than Luca in the fourth, but he got other guys involved in the process. He got Terrence Davis involved, uh, other guys down the stretch, Harrison, while also scoring 12 points on his own. So 30 <laughs> points again last night. He's averaging over 30 points per game over his past seven games. It's just I I put on Twitter, I have never seen a Kings player have this kind of run before. People brought up Mitch, but I more so meant a guy that's going to average 25 and 7. There's yeah. never been a King that's done that. I think Theus was close back in the day, but uh, The Rock wasn't doing that. De'Aaron's going to probably finish the season with 25 points per game and seven assists per game. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, especially especially for a point guard who really doesn't have much help around. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not going to say the Kings have a bunch of stiffs around him, but, you know, well, the, the bad teams, team. the, yeah, the, it's a bad team. And, you know, for sure, you can be a good stats, bad team guy, but we have all seen that the results on a nightly basis are not De'Aaron Fox's fault. No. Um, so, De'Aaron Fox of the Week. De'Aaron Fox, Player of the Week, Great goes job. to De'Aaron Fox. Player of the Week is De'Aaron Fox always. So. Yes. Now, uh, for our Cola Machine of the Week, um, I don't know if I'll, yeah, I'll put in a sound effect. Uh, for the Cola Machine of the Week, uh, Frankie, you actually said you had an idea yeah, for, well, uh, for who you wanted to give. I have to give I it. I want to hear this first. It's, gonna go to, it's going to Chris Alps Porzingis. Because... That whole sequence of him acting like tough with Mo Harkless and Harkless just looking like, bro, what are you doing? Like, what are you? Yeah, like, was, he really like looked up, uh, looked up at him and smiled like, eh, like what well, the hell are you, you gonna do about it? Like, you might want to holster that one, buddy. Yeah, like, I'm not really sure what you're thinking. Chris Stapp's uh, got mad uh, Papianis vibe. You remember when like Papianis yeah, was barking at, at Dragon Bender at, or whoever or, uh, it was? It was Bender. Yeah, yeah. it was Dragon Bender. He was, was like, it, or was it Marquis like, Chris? It I was can't one. Remember. It was someone on those at the, the Phoenician Sun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was barking at like yeah. Chris Stapp's gives me mad those kind of energy. Papianis like, was more intimidating than, than oh for sure. Chris I mean, in that for sure. case, like, but I mean Papianis also has like 200 pounds on him. Yeah, and Chris is not scary. Like I've seen that video of him. I think he got enough. He got his he got his ass kicked. I think. He did, yeah, bro. That was bad. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, damn, good pull. I just, I don't think he's a tough guy. He's not as people as he's not, <laughs> he's not a dog. You I know? mean, yeah, I don't think anything about it. Like he looks like uh, the uh, Rocky Ivan Drago. Uh, Ivan Drago, I must, yeah, I must like, break you. facially. You know, and he's got the blonde hair and the the spiky. I must, you know. Break he, you. So he's yeah. got. That's about the scariest thing about him. But I mean, well, yeah, for sure, is, he don't look like he. He, he's very like he, deer and fox of centers. Yeah, so someone say how, how Mo Harkless grew up in New <laughs> or, York. I guess that he, would probably be. He Willie. grew up in New York. Harkless did, yeah. and how? Like, he's oh not, yeah, he's not no, afraid Mo's, of. He's not afraid of. Nah. You don't. Chris stops. <laughs> you don't mess with no one named Maurice. No, nah. no, that no, is no, no, no. That look, on, one. that look on his face alone. <laughs> I was like, one. okay, I don't know. Like if this was at like the like local park, I don't know what would happen. Like I think Mo would probably. I hit. think what, no, I think Mo would just laugh at him. Yeah, I think that's what he wouldn't even waste the time. No. 
But I that's, I saw that's him a very good pick. I like worldwide that. wob on Twitter was ridiculing him. It just people kind of went people kind of went uh, went crazy with it. So it was kind of funny. It made me laugh. It was good entertainment. It was a dumb double T. I don't know why Harkless got a double T for that. I hate the double T. It's kind of stupid because sometimes the other player doesn't deserve it, and they're just trying to de-escalate the situation. I get it, but why would Harkless get a T in that situation? Anyways, uh, I digress. But. Congratulations, Man, I'm not going to lie. I just came up with this two seconds ago because I was trying to think of what I was going to do. Um, man, I really like yours. That's a strong choice. You can, you can take mine too. If you want. Um, I, no, I like it. I, I'm going to use this as a vehicle to talk about this. Um, just this – honestly, we, it could be – this could be a season-long thing. But this Marvin Bagley situation is just – I don't know what's going on. Like, I, So he joined the team the other day. In uh, in Phoenix, but from all the updates we've gotten, it seemed as if when the injury initially happened, uh, that he was going to be out a month. That was about a month and, and a, a half ago. Month yeah, a, week, a month I and think. a week yeah. ago. Uh, and what we heard, I think, back to back days. I think twice they made a point to say that Marvin is nowhere near coming back. And no. we have we. I think you said last week or. Even the week before that, we don't expect Marvin to probably play no. another game in his career for the in the King for Pro- the Kings. I will be extremely surprised if they go in the off season and Monty has a full off season to work with. Is Marvin your your cook machine? Just the situation, just how it's being the, handled. The situation, okay. Yeah, just like it's it's. it's I very, don't. It stinks. It's weird how it stinks. It feels like a he joined because people were asking where he was at, um, which probably isn't the case. I'm not really one to that. That feels a little. Too conspiracy-ish, you know, is that he was just going to miss time, whatever, and then come back when he was ready. And well, I don't think but, it's a secret that he didn't want to be with the team. I don't think he wanted to be with the team. No, I think he, I think he was very content with being away from the team. I don't think he wanted to rehab with them. I don't think he wants no. to be on the team. I don't think he has interest with being yeah. around them now. I think he just has to kind of out of so the fact that. So then, do you think that it maybe was? And I don't want to say public pressure because that would imply that. The Kings read Twitter, but like, well, Monty does. He said on Monty said on really? the Dave show that he he like checks stuff now. I mean, I know Brian Cashman on the Yankees. That people go mm-hmm. check stuff. They have burners and they check stuff. And well, I mean, so then, do you think that maybe a part of Marvin coming back was, or do Pub- you think public pressure, public pressure, or um, just people starting to ask questions? No, I think that the four week window closed, and it just so happens the Kings weren't. Maybe they in planned Phoenix. it from the beginning. Maybe they yeah. said, "Hey, take a month, and we'll pick you up in in Phoenix when we go there." Mm-hmm. And Maybe that was the plan all along, but yeah. I do Seems think— Seems like a failure to communicate. Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's wrong from the beginning. Like, yeah. who the hell is he? Why is he not with the team? It, it's just—it makes It was a weird situation. And uh, now, I mean, I think I think I saw him on the bench yesterday celebrating uh, yeah. when something—I remember seeing him. So, like, he's he seems to be with the team now, but, um, again, like, yeah, just the injury timeline is, is very odd. The lack well, of updates is it all goes back is very to on brand. But that first press odd. conference when they're in, in Golden State, the day the day of the Golden State game, mm-hmm. when it was, oh, it was an way, answer, we're talking way yeah, way back the, the Marvin's dad yes, thing, like Marvin when Dadley. They, when they asked him, that, that's what I've known since that day when they said, "Hey, uh, I think Jason Anderson's like, do you want to be in Sacramento mm-hmm. past this year, like long term?" And he's just like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play tomorrow." <laughs> okay. For no. sure. Because yeah. some guys might say, you know what, I, I, I would love to make it work out, and if it doesn't, that's yeah. a business, I get it. And, and you know, I would love to win here. That's what people that win yeah. say. I mean, I'm sure De'Aaron Fox, before he's in that extension, he, I'm sure he wants to be here and be a king, 
But I'm sure there's a part of him that wants to – he'd love to play for a winning team, yeah. and whether it be here or somewhere else. But uh, he he wants to win here. Marvin doesn't really seem to have a any urge to be here past no. the season. And, you know, I don't think the team really wants him either. So since I, I think – the only return they're going to get back for him was a was a future second round pick or something. Yeah. I, no team, he has no value right now, no. and we could just see him get released if no one wants to give him any value. I don't know. I mean, I would say that probably isn't likely. I think the Kings will probably keep him for a little bit and see what happens. But it comes down to the, the locker room and, and the the chemistry and all that as well because I don't know if him and De'Aaron Fox necessarily like each other or they get along on the floor. They say things all it's just basketball, but. It all started last summer when they unfollowed each other on mm-hmm. on social media because uh, I think Bagley's trainer or dad called out De'Aaron for not working out. And they, I don't know. It's it's been a mess between teammates for a while. It's like Kobe Shaq light. Like the it feels very a lot light like uh, yeah, like, that too. It feels to me like a lot like the Boogie situation where it's just like we know he's probably eventually going to get traded. We know the organization doesn't really particularly fancy him. Um, when is this? Just when is it going to happen? When yeah. is the Band-Aid going to be ripped off? It's the last year of his rookie-scale contract. It seems more likely than anything. Uh, teams might take a little more of a flyer on him this offseason because he has one year, and he'll be restricted, and if it works out, they get to keep him. And uh, we could see maybe someone give up a, a second-round pick and a rotation player or something. Maybe someone tries to get out of some money and the Kings free up by trading Buddy or Harrison. They take back someone in a Bagley trade. I don't know. All I know is the whole situation stunk. Uh, I think that teams will take notice of the fact too that Bagley kind of conducted himself that way over the course of his injury. So very much so. Those things tend to go noted. They do. Um, yeah, and that's that's, that's about all I got. Uh, I'm honestly too. surprised that we were able to pull 50 minutes out of I am too out of this losing streak in, in one game. It's it's again when, it is so hard to cover this team that yeah. loses all the time, but. Um, we walked in, I, I said, 30 minutes would be nice, and almost doubled that. Look at that. But Here we are. Look at us. Last question. Did you pick a baseball team yet? Chris is in the market for a baseball team. He's still looking. He hasn't pledged his allegiance to anybody yet. I just want to say, like, first off, no. <laughs> first off, no. <laughs> I have not picked a baseball team. Uh, the A's are fun, man. They're really tough to not like. Well, I know it's probably they're I mean, on an eight game losing yeah, or winning, winning streak. Winning, exactly, I, I'm used to saying and, losing. I streak. mean, they were zero and six, and they're I had not. no interest at all in watching. No, them. No, we were miserable thinking that the station um, was going to have a hard yes. summer ahead of them. So <laughs> yes. Uh, so short answer, no. I I was watching uh, Braves Cubs the other day. That was good. The Braves are really fun to watch. Braves are fun. Acuna is he's uh, MRI today though. He's an, really? He's going to have an MRI because he has an yeah. oblique strain, I think, which yeah. means he's not going to be able to play for the Yankees series See, tomorrow. That's another thing about ba- these baseball players, man. They're so soft. They're just Charmin soft. Well, Bobby Jones. And I'm not, and I, I'm not saying Acuna's soft or no. anything like that. Well, but just like the oblique is – like it didn't – I'm sorry. But didn't uh, Aaron Judge last season, was it a so oblique? Oh, it was an oblique. And he heard it from swinging, from swinging a bat. the bat too hard. Giancarlo Stanton tore his – or he had a small tear in his bicep from check swinging. Yeah, people get hurt. Bobby Jones at the station. Shout God out Bobby Jones. He used to play minor league baseball at the station here. Uh, he had a good point that – in football, football, I guess actually does not really work. Football, you're not really, you're not moving around for the entire time. You kind of take breaks and mm-hmm. you, you go hard, and then you take a break for 40 seconds and you go again. Like basketball and soccer, you're usually moving the entire time. Yeah, and injuries happen, but they're not injuries like in baseball where you're just standing still mm-hmm. for 
sometimes like five minutes at a time in the outfield, you don't move. Yeah. Or in the infield, the ball is not hit to you sometimes, or you're on the you're not active the whole time. And then you have to make a quick movement, like a quick cut, cut down yeah. the line, or, or you're stealing a base, or you're you're swinging a bat hard. Mm-hmm. And if you're not properly properly stretched or worked out, you get hurt. Which is why we saw Ichiro. Ichiro never got hurt because Ichiro, that guy stretched every second of every game. And I'm out telling the you, outfield. every game, people like you can go look up videos. He, and he was stretching in the dugout, stretching during war. He's stretching all the time, and he just mm. was healthy as hell because he never got hurt because he stretched. Very interesting. I've so, definitely stretch. never thought about that. Yep, stretch everybody. But um, Acuna is young. I haven't seen if the results came back yet. He probably will be fine. But. Um, I yeah. mean, let me break down my options because I was uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I don't. I definitely can't like the Yankees. I'm sorry. I no, just, no, no, I just can't. Like they're We're they're just breed. too much of. I was I was I grew up in this, so it's not like I picked the Yankees at 14. I picked them when I was like six. Yeah, the White Sox are fun. I just again like I don't want to like a team. I'm really in the middle here because I don't want to like the a team local. that like might not be good. Honestly, the Angels are pretty fun. They're not. I mean, yeah. they they lose a lot. I can't playing well right now. I don't know. I, I think we'll just have to come back to it. Every well, week we'll just come back to it. I'm so. sure all the A's and Giants fans are screaming, "Hey, we're we're we have winning teams right now. And we're no, local." Thanks, guys. So I'm sorry, <laughs> not interested. I all right, just, I need a yeah. I need some sex appeal. Well, I need some like. I need. Yeah, I need I some you. sexy. You need play. a star, a young star. Yeah, Matt Chapman's on unit for you. I, Matt Chapman and Matt, especially definitely Matt Chapman, is like the ultimate baseball player for me. Like he is very like I feel like I met. There's like seven of those guys I went to high school with or something. You know, <laughs> not not really, but he just feels like a very all. Like how Trevor Lawrence is like the all American sunshine quarterback. That's what Matt Chapman is to me. He just looks very like blue collar. Like, like hey, I'm Matt Chapman, baseball, baseball player. player. Exactly. I'm a, I am a baseball player. Yeah. yeah, I get you. I get you. You like your your star Hard vibes. Like your Acuna. I or, need the Acuna. The Soto. Soto. Soto I mean, is like Javi Baez. Yeah. Like Judge. Like yeah. well, not Judge, but I mean people that have like they have a look to like a, a style. Like they yeah. have like a certain style and swag. You and know? I mean, you know, obviously got to dig the long ball. Like I need yeah. someone who's going to come up clutch and like I can really get hyped about. Yeah, like when they're up, you have to wa- stop yeah. what you're doing and watch. We're just doing high. I mean, like Jeter. I mean, you obviously know, like th- he's the perfect combo for a reason. Like he was clutch at the plate, clutch yeah. in the field. Like he was just making plays all the time. People say he's a bad defensive shortstop, but he made the routine play every single time. It was the tough plays he had trouble with. So, um, anywho, enough baseball. Yeah. Good luck on your quest, uh, Kings fans. If you're gonna be at the game this week. Oh yeah, uh, maybe I'll say hello. Maybe as we're, and we'll, as we're walking by, Chris too. We'll 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 see you guys out there. Welcome back. Enjoy it. It'll be fun. I doubt anyone would recognize. Not the mask on, no. Yeah. But welcome back, everybody. Welcome it's back. Baby steps. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you guys can now witness what me and Frank have been witnessing all year. Share it with us. Yeah, because you guys will see. Minnesota. Did, did we miss anything? That's what everyone's going to yeah, be yeah. realizing. They're going to be like, uh, I kind of feel like I don't miss this. Yeah. I thought I thought I missed going I'll go to back the games. to watching like, at home and save, yeah. save my money. You, you guys will all realize. It's fine. Now you um, get to pay to watch it. You to pay, <laughs> now you get to pay to watch it. Exactly. Them, so. so enjoy that, fans. I yeah, uh, can't wait to see you guys out there. And uh, until next week, uh, this has been Frankie Cardicelli over there. Uh, Chris Watkins right here. Y'all have a good week. And Shout out Pfizer. Uh, shout out Pfizer. I think still, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're still good. rocking with Pfizer. We're rocking with Pfizer. Yeah, we're rocking with Pfizer. We're rocking with Pfizer.